our sponsor, The Peace Watcher, a black-owned safety app made and for by us. Listen, you ever been out and you think to yourself, it would be really good if somebody knew what my whereabouts was, just in case something happened that I cannot foresee, right? Unforeseen circumstances. The Peace Watchers allows you to create that safety, that peace of mind, to relieve that anxiety by being able to share your location with a friend from anywhere in the world. You can go ahead and download the app at thepeacewatchers.com, black-owned safety app for us, by us. Let's stay on code. Mr. C.A. Lowe in the building. Let's get to the narrative, says Bagels and Loaded Lex. All right, man, you guys know how this goes. You know how I start my solo broadcast. I always start with a rant, and I really, really, really paid very close attention to this weekend's reactions to things, right? Specifically this weekend, because a lot of people, when they make predictions and they don't want to ever really admit that they're wrong, they try to find ways to nitpick, take things apart. I've seen a lot of people who picked K-Shine and went over the weekend eating some crow, and they were not happy about it. But we really need to have a conversation, not about so much us as media, but the battle rappers in media, right? Because at this point in time, there is an explosion. Hold on, let me let me get this off the screen here so we don't get so much brightness. There is an explosion of battle rappers participating in media, right, over the last two, two, uh, two three years. Matt Hoffa, Misfit, Goods, DNA, K-Shine, Mike P, Shooting the Rapper, 40 Bars, John John the Don, A-Verb, uh, shoot, man, you know, uh, Pat Stay, right? I, I, the list could keep on going, right? And so all of these guys are peers in this battle rap media world. And now, apparently brand new, Sue Surf, who's now a commentator, right? Obviously, Ryder, who uh, was with Henny Man in Battle Rap Trap. The list goes on. There's tons of battle rappers that are in the field of the world battle rap media alongside of people like myself, right? What's the difference between us and them? They're more in tune with the business of being an artist, being a battle rapper. They're more in tune with the behind the curtains, things that you guys don't see, and even some things that I don't even get the chance to see. I know you guys think I'm some person with a lot of power or I have a lot of connections. As much network as I have, there's some things that I don't know about, and more importantly, maybe I don't even want to know about. But the battle rappers are the best representation of themselves. So when you see them in the spotlights of being a media member, in essence, they're supposed to be able to have this camaraderie amongst each other to look out for one another because they know what the process is like preparing material, trying to memorize it through your 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 regular job, your your taking care of your children, baby mama drama, uh, maybe your book for two three battles at a time, and you have to balance all that while executing a good performance. Battle rappers know the struggle, so they can relate to each other the most. Yet, but for some reason, battle rappers are probably treating themselves in the media worse than how we would probably treat them in the media, right? Because Let's look at Sue Surf, for example, over, over the weekend. I know a lot of you guys said uh, the Sue Surf exposes biasness by not necessarily calling out some of the battles. He apparently didn't watch the Arsenal battle. That's a surprise there. And then when K-Shine battle happened, they didn't call the votes, nor did he even give a winner for the K-Shine battle. And the night prior to it, he said Chilla Jones wouldn't win a round. So you're expecting at some point to, uh, for Sue Surf to say, hey, Surf, you were wrong. Admit it, right? But 
if yesterday or Saturday night was the first time you say to yourself, Sue Surf is biased, uh, wake up and smell the coffee. Sue Surf has been biased for a long time, all right? He has connections. He has friends. And I've been saying it for a long time. Battle rappers actually have the opportunity to be more biased than media members because they have more relationships to cultivate and to maintain than we do. We're going to tell it how it is. They have to keep these relationships for their own for their own commerce, for their own support, for their own opportunity to make revenue. So they're not always going to say things how it should be said. Or maybe sometimes they're not always going to call things out the way it's supposed to be called out. And that's fine. I'm not mad at that. I'm more upset at the other battle rappers that will very harshly critique performances. Like, you expect X blogger, Y blogger, I'm not naming any names, to be very critical of New Jersey twerk. But when somebody like Goods, for example, is very critical of New Jersey Twerk, it hurts It hurts Twerk more because battle rappers have more of an influence, they have more of a following, and they all got into this media game to pretty much dictate and to control the direction of a narrative. Which, by the way, trying to control the direction of a narrative is bias within itself, right? It's already a bias action, but it's kind of crazy to me that sometimes you'll see battle rappers that'll claim winners for battles that they didn't watch. They will give opinions on things that they weren't there for or didn't get a chance to fully see. So what's the point of trying to imprint your voice on something that you didn't even necessarily witness? That's not analysis. That's not necessarily a good take. And what's the difference between somebody like a Goods not watching a battle recapping it as opposed to somebody who is not a battle rapper not watching a battle recapping it? There probably is no difference. It's probably just as bad, if not worse, because you are a battle rapper. You would not want to be treated this way, but you guys are treating yourselves the way that you don't want to be treated by the other media. And I think at some point in time, we need to start calling a spade a spade. They're almost more destructive to each other than we could ever be. They're supposed to create this welcoming environment, this understanding camaraderie. But in reality, this is creating something a little bit more toxic because it's like, wait, hold on, you're... You, you know me. You know me directly. We go out to eat after these events. Like, why why aren't you putting your best interest forward when you're covering me? And I think it needs to be said that battle rappers do have a lot of impact as media members. And in fact, they probably have more way more power than we ever would. So, of course, there is a beauty that they can dissect the sport in ways that we can't because they perform. They're the actual performers. They've been in the ring. They see the things that we cannot see. But in that same token, they're also doing the things that we would not do. Conqueso says France is not playing this evening. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's, it just it just needs to kind of be called out. I've seen battle rappers. Like, you know, like people will say media controls the narrative. And I disagree with that. To be honest, the, the narrative kind of doesn't come from a single person. It becomes something that consumers say. Like, the consumers make an opinion on a battle, right? That's why you have these caffeine votes, the app votes, uh, social media, Twitter polls, right? Twitter, IG poll, whatever, right? You have a little survey landscape of a collective group of opinions. You can't confirm whether these people watched the battle or not, but that's the direction of the battle's thought process. And... Media's job is just to either agree or disagree with what the consumers are saying. My concern is, at what point do we call the battle rappers for creating opinions and making points and takes for battles that they don't watch themselves? And I know a lot of people say, oh, uh, uh, people in the caffeine ch chat can sway the, the, peop the fans' opinions because battle rappers in the chat can have messages that sways the fans. First and foremost, 
if you're a person that's going to get swayed by a chat room box, uh, right? If you're if a message is going to change your opinion, you weren't watching the battle for the content to begin with. You were watching the battle for the opinions of the battle. Man, stop my time, man. Let me get my water, man. We're going to talk tonight. If you were watching, if you're really watching the battle, you're listening to the bars, whatever the messages are popping up at the bottom has no effect to the content that you're, that you're watching. If you let it affect you, it's because you're you're chasing the opinions. And you know what? That's fine. There's real sports fans in the world that don't watch sport, does not watch the game. They watch highlights and they watch sports media. Go figure. Maybe the exact same thing exists in battle rap. Y'all watch highlights and y'all watch the opinions of figures in battle rap. Y'all don't necessarily watch the full 20, 30, 40 minute battle. So, I mean, those are people that already you shouldn't even be debating with. So, if those are the people saying, oh, you're swaying those people, well, yeah, maybe those people aren't really the opinions that you want to be looking for. Maybe their opinion isn't gospel. Look into some of these messages. CJC says your battle rap IQ is low. If the chat persuades you, or maybe you're just very impressionable. It doesn't necessarily mean your IQ is low. Maybe you're just in the sport for the the dialogue of the sport more than the actual content. That's okay. That's that's perfectly acceptable. Just state your case. Augie says the existence of the app made it worse. I disagree with that, Augie, because the app are paying Patreons. And they are submitting a vote. And if there's any vote that I think is going to matter, it's the people that are putting the money into the ecosystem. That's just my opinion. I know everybody doesn't agree with me, but I really like the app votes. Um, Suicide Lawyer, take it easy, Suicide Lawyer. Take it easy, right? Take it easy. C.A. Lowe says, we are more intelligent than we give ourselves credit for. I agree. I agree. It really hasn't been that bad since Volume 4. Yeah, I also agree. It has, it, you know, All I'm saying is this. Battle rappers, like, don't don't point to us as media saying that we're feeding narratives when you guys have all the control too, if not more control than us. Matt Hoffa probably has the biggest outlet out of all of his peers. And let's be honest, the, is he he's not a big Suser fan, right? To be kind, to 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 put it in the most kind terms I can put it, he's not really a big Suser fan. Right? That doesn't look good. It doesn't look good when Misfits on that platform saying things like she thinks Romney is overrated, and the list goes on and on and on. Right? So these people are the are the the not I want to say the pinnacle, but they're the biggest figure of battle rap media from a battle rapper, and then they're coming at some of the biggest stars or most active names. I can say Romney is overrated, and Misfit can say Romney is overrated, and it won't hold the same weight. So I just really wanted to get my media rant out there because um, battle rappers have a responsibility with media, just as anybody else does. Matter of fact, I, if there's any basketball fans here, right, Shaq, if you guys have been following the NBA so far this season, you've seen that Shaq has been relentless this past, honestly for the past couple of years, but specifically this season. He's been really critical of the players in the league right now to the point where some of these players, they're not happy about it. They're like, hold on, man, like we expect... 
Skip Bayless and other commentators that don't play the sport to to criticize us and hate on us, but you're the big homie. We don't expect this from you. You know what happens in the locker room. You know what goes on behind behind these streets, behind the closed doors here. Why are you coming at us the way that these guys are? Like we don't expect that from you. The exact same thing in battle rap. Like you expect XYZ battle rapper to criticize these people, but when you guys do it, it's ten times worse. You know, DNA talks about this all the time. I agree, Tata. I actually want to talk a little bit about K-Shine and DNA in a little bit. Let's let's move over to K-Shine because he has such a brilliant media strategy. Brilliant media strategy that I actually want to give him a lot of praise for. Um, over the weekend, if you notice, he didn't do any interviews with media, right? He didn't do a 15 Minutes of Fame interview after his battle. No hip-hop is real. He didn't do the URL TV media, which is brand new and launched. Salute to URL media for that. He didn't do anything. What did he do instead? He created a recap on his own channel with Chilla Jones. Creating content with your opponent is definitely a whole different ball game. But he took that opportunity to say, you know what? I'm not going to let anybody get a quote off of me or get my raw e- emotions or feelings. I'm going to let everything process. And I'm going to give Chilla Jones his respect while at the same time humbly accepting, you know, where I went wrong in this battle. And it's the most strategic thing ever because now we look at K-Shine like, you know what, K-Shine, maybe you're not admitting that you lost, but you're admitting that you got humbled. And I can appreciate that. I can respect that. It, it is kind of like controlling a narrative. It's kind of like doing damage control to a degree. But, I mean, it's the smartest route of doing so. I will say this, though. I'm not so confident that if K-Shine won that battle, he would have took the exact same route. But that's fine. You know what? You know why that's fine? Because I'd rather my battle rapper have that self-awareness that they did not win by the consensus. So they're doing everything they can to make sure they're perceived the, the correct way by the masses than to delusionally just say, oh, well, I think I won that battle. Or even going on camera admitting a defeat. Right? If you really feel like you lost... The two things you fundamentally don't do, you'd never admit your defeat. And more importantly, you don't you, you don't just say, oh, I think I still won the battle. There's strategic ways to go about it. And K-Shine went about this the exact same way that anybody could have gone about this. Battlers shouldn't interview immediately. I'm not sure about that, Augie. Um, I'm not sure about that because there's still a lot of raw emotions and raw uh, energy that I would love to get captured just so I could see what the battle rapper feels like in that moment. You know, I like the days before battle rap had media. Uh, sir, battle rap has always had media. I don't, I'm not sure if, if this is, I, I maybe it's more magnified because of the internet and everybody has a smartphone and anybody can just turn on a, a camera, an HD camera and, and uh, on their iPhone or Android and, and just get their words out. But battle rap has always had media. In fact, you should be more happy that the media is available are people within the culture because previous battle rap media were just people, were just hip-hop outlets that just needed a story. These battlers aren't media trained. Uh, Grind Time had interviews. Are you sponsored by Dell? Ha. Hey, man, I, I, it's, it's very possible that can happen. Let's talk a little bit about Chilla Jones and K-Shine. How Chilla Jones beat K-Shine. Susurf's lawyer says, I can't hate on Sean for making the smart move. Yeah, I can't hate on it either. It's very smart. I just, wanted to, I just want to say, I see what you're doing, Sean. 
But it's smart though. It's it's literally the the most strategic way to handle a loss. Again, he doesn't believe he lost, but he knows to the masses he might have lost. So this is the best way to handle it. I want to talk a little bit about K Shine's uh battle with Chilla Jones and how Chilla lost how Chilla beat K Shine, how K Shine lost the battle. So I did put out an interesting statistic. As funny as it may sound, K-Shine has not lost a coin toss since 2017 against Danny Myers. And I know that sounds mad funny that like, oh, he finally lost a coin toss. He lost the battle. Yeah, no. But sometimes we don't really realize how much a coin toss changes things. Because when a battle rapper is preparing their material before the battle, one thing that they do not know and they can't anticipate unless they just go first while the coin's in the air, they don't know if they're going to go first or second. Like, you can't plan for that unless you you, you go on. I mean, you can't plan to go second. You can plan to go first, but you cannot plan to go second. So, K-Shine, every single year after 2017, against Young Cannon, against Ines, against Av, against Jay Mills, against Tay Rock, against Reed Dollars, against From Nitty, the, the list goes on. He wins these coin toss, and he makes his opponent go first. They set the bar, and he has so much energy he is he's such a good performer. He's so electric that he's able to match and succeed any single piece of energy that's placed in front of him. So the first time where he had to play catch up, it was a completely different outcome. And today on Breakfast with the Champ, Kayshawn says he knows exactly what he did wrong in the DNA battle. I want to play this audio clip so we can all listen in. First round, but that's what took the leap. So now it forces me. Now I'm not a freestyler. Name. Now it forces me to freestyle. Because now I got to show that I can freestyle too. And this is why he's winning the battle. Because now I'm not the star anymore. Now I'm finding myself trying to keep up with you. He changed the momentum in the battle. That's a he fact. changed the momentum. That's why I got to be honest. Like, you know, when I left out, we before the battle, we had a bet. Like, yo, the loser got a Brit by the bar of drinks, right? I said, yo, I still might buy this nigga a drink. But now I got to wait till the footage drops. <laughs> but, but he was like, so, so there you have it. Even K. Shine says it himself. The pacing of the battle was just, was just not what he was used to. For three years, you have been the person that dictates the pace by exceeding your opponent's energy. So for the first time in three years, you have to be the one to set the bar. Let's read some of these messages. Chilla Jones might have uh, low-key stole champion of the year recency bias. I agree, Augie. Um, I want to say, Augie, uh, I'm going to revisit that message. I'll come back to it. I got something to say about that. CJC says, Shine needs an update. Pat and Chilla battles were bad for him. Uh, Bagel said the truth is, Shine has been getting away with a lot of simple bars loudly. Yeah, Bagels, but uh, let's not have revisionist history neither, right? You don't go three years arguably winning all your battles or arguably not even losing a round, which I don't know. I don't buy into, but you don't go that far without some version of skill and, 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 and substance and material. Like, you don't make it that far, that consistent for that long with the simple bars. Um, K-Shine was acting like a clown since the face-off. Yeah, K-Shine was definitely um, G4. K-Shine was definitely out of character. This wasn't a K-Shine we're used to seeing. And once I saw that face-off, I knew to myself... This is not a shot. We're not. Gonna, we're going to see a shot we have not seen, and it's not going to be pretty. I'm not saying he was waxed as bagels, but in the past day battle, he spit a lot of mid. I feel you. 
Tata says that's why he lost. Nobody's honest with him. Gio says going first and not Chilla had the material. It was different level. Gio, I agree. Um, Chilla Jones lyrically is just is just advanced. He's just more advanced than K Shine. Right? He said himself, materialistic, material wise, there's nothing K Shine could do with me. Right? But when I see people trying to give K Shine an on can win against Chilla, I'm like, are you sure that's possible? Like. His this is one guy whose material goes down over time versus one guy's material who goes up over time. Like on cam, you're probably never gonna have Chilla Jones losing. But I will say that in the building, you completely felt like he lost because let's be honest, I'm I'm just gonna be real with you guys. Kayshawn's first round because of the muffled audio, we will never know how good that first round really was. I personally thought his second round was pretty good even though I still have Chilla winning that round. And Chilla said if there's any round I would give Shine, it would be the third. So it's not like K-Shine was bad by any means. It's just he had no control of the match, was completely out of his of his comfort zone, completely out of his character, and was playing catch-up the entire time. You got to think, if Chilla Jones goes first, that rebuttal doesn't exist. That rebuttal would have never happened. I've never seen somebody win a round within five bars. Sean was bad, let's be real. I disagree, BX Legend. I disagree, but that's your opinion. Susef Lawyer, what uh, Sean has done the last few years isn't normal. He was due for an L. I agree. Susef Lawyer, I was saying that. I, I said it was about time Sean take a loss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it was unsustainable. It was at any given moment. It was going to happen. Bagel says, the only thing I remember from Sean's round is dump text. Gio says, off to a bad start with the muffled audio. But he wouldn't know his audio was muffled. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't know that. Only we would know that. Tata says, even if Shine, even if it didn't, Shine was still getting thirtied. Shine's mic and freestyle is why he lost. When do you see Shine rebuttaling? You rarely ever see him rebuttal. So the fact that he even tried that, I give him props for trying it, but it didn't land. And I think people have to realize, like, a bad rebuttal is better than no rebuttal. So, that's why rebuttals are so risky. I think I said that backwards. No rebuttal is better than a bad rebuttal. I think I might have said that backwards. Again, if I, if I said it backwards, just to clarify, no rebuttal is better than a bad rebuttal. Let's keep reading these messages. Sean tried a rebuttal versus Ill Will and got killed. Yeah, I remember that battle. So does that mean uh, champion Chilla? Uh, does, does that mean Chilla Jones is champion of the year? It's a tongue twister. All right. So going back to uh, CJ's message earlier, I believe, or Augie's message about having some recency bias towards champion of the year. Look, I want to be completely honest with you guys. I'm a panelist voter. It's my third time being a panelist voter. I'm very blessed to have the opportunity. I'm blessed to represent LTBR in that fashion. But I will tell you straight up. All right. Kayshawn battling Chilla Jones a week before the panel and the announcement of Champion of the Year would have absolutely 100% had a recency bias, okay? If Kayshawn walked out that day with a 30 and we all voted Chilla Jones winning Champion of the Year, for example, everybody would have been like, I don't understand it. We just seen Kayshawn beat this guy. How would you give him the award? It's literally kind of like in the playoffs when the MVP gets bounced out early and you're like, well, he wasn't no real MVP. And it's like, yeah, MVP is a regular season award. It's not a playoff award. Thank you, CJC. I appreciate that, man. 
All right, our chat admin's in the building. Salute to the chat admin. Ch uh, Chilla was already champion before that battle. Tata, I'm not saying he was or wasn't. All I'm saying is Kayshawn was definitely trying to have some implementations on recency bias, and it backfired. It definitely backfired. He definitely was. Yes, yes, 100% of the way. Let's move on, though. I, I do have more topics to talk about. Um, all right, guys. Your favorite word, right? Your favorite word. The word narrative. I, France, Let's Talk Battle Rap, have a narrative to push. All right? And I need all of your help. I need everybody to get behind me on this one, all right? This one is so good that I feel like nobody can say no to this one, all right? So... Everybody knows B-Dot and Shock and Shook did not go down this weekend. Shock and Shook canceled two of his recent battles. He, was, he had a battle against Bankhead January 16th, which canceled. He had a battle against B-Dot um, this past weekend on Volume 7, which also canceled. But they were canceled due to health concerns, uh, personal issues. So first and foremost, get well, Shock and Shook. I feel like when battles get canceled, we always have that disappointment versus making sure the battle rapper is okay. So I hope Shock and Shook is well. But I have the perfect suggestion for this battle to get rescheduled. Perfect suggestion. B-Dot versus Shotgun Shug in a banned one-off setting in New Jersey. Hear me out. B-Dot has eight battles on URL. Seven out of his eight battles have been in California. So what does that mean? His one road game was against JC. Eh, probably his worst performance on the league. It's about time B-Dot hits the road again. And if honestly, we've seen the polls. The, the polls had this battle 85, 15% in favor of BDOT. If you make this a one-off ban in a gritty setting with a bunch of Jersey dudes in New Jersey, you level the playing field. And we finally put that test to BDOT and say, hey, let's get you back on the road on URL and let's see what you can do. Let's see what you guys have to say about this. They say, I like this. He don't leave Cali. He's comfort. I like this. Let's get him out of Cali. Shook 30. Who has Shook 30? <laughs> Jersey's allowing gatherings during COVID. Hey, four time, four time. We'll figure all that out in a second. Let's just first present the idea and then we'll get the logistics and operations settled, all right? With a crowd, though, he needs that much of an advantage. I don't think so. No, no, no. Hold on. It's not that Shook needs the advantage. Shotgun Shook deserves the respect, all right? Shotgun Shook has only had three home games in his entire career. I think he's valid to say, URL, give me a home game. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You battled 16 of our proven ground battle rappers. You've given 16 guys opportunities to be a gatekeeper. We'll reward, we'll reward you with a home game. You're telling me if I battle 16 PGs, I can't ask for a home game? Jersey deserves some home court games. You know what? Statistic. Uh, interesting statistic. Arsenal the Rebel has the least amount of home games out of any battle rapper. Of course, he loves to travel, so that's it. that's in his slogan. But that's just letting you know that these Jersey guys don't really battle in Jersey that much. New York is a second home, so it's not so much of a, a road game to them. But the point is, I want to see BDOT on the road again. This last time on the road on URL was against JC. Eh, let's be honest, that wasn't his best performance. JC kind of kind of put BDOT away for a year. We didn't see BDOT for a whole year after that performance. And if B-Dot is this confident that he was going to 30 shotgun Shug, the next question is, can you beat him in Jersey? He's going to say, yeah, right? Let's make it happen. 
If B-Dot wins, it'll be a body bag. What if he gets a home game and chokes? Uh, well, BX Legend, we... Uh, I don't even know how to answer that. I hope, he, I hope it doesn't happen, although statistically, that's very possible. Notice Ars doesn't battle in LA off URL. Interesting. Um, NY counts as a home game for Jersey. Seb, I'm not all the way mad at that. I'm not all the way mad at that. We're literally neck and neck, uh, Jersey, New York, just a bridge away from each other. Um, Tata says, I like it. Big legend laughs. Hey, listen, man, I, I would really like to see this battle get completed. And more importantly, BDOT said over the weekend, I want to battle New Jersey Twerk. And Twerk's response was, he needs to get this done first. All right? So Twerk is kind of telling him, look, you, you need to battle Big Homie. What other better way to get to build up the Twerk battle than the beating Shotgun Sugar in New Jersey? If you beat Sugar in Jersey, that's it. I'm sold. I will pay for the match, even if it's free. I will pay for the match. Twerk versus beat out would be crazy. Says I chat admin. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Building up twerk means more dollar bills spent. BDOT doesn't seem to run from smoke. We should spread this narrative. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think BDOT ducks any smoke. And honestly, I'm not saying that BDOT is afraid of battling on the road. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying he hasn't battled on the road since 2018. And that last time we've seen him on the road on URL, it wasn't his best showing. And he's been battling in California all of last year, except that one time he went to Jersey. So I'm ready to see him on the road on URL again. That's all That's all I'm saying. It's, that's fair to say, right? Geechee Gotti was a road warrior. Like, Geechee wasn't battling at home until COVID really hit. So I, I really would love to see B-Dot hit the road. Let's push this narrative. I already sent this into the to URL staff. They love the idea. Let's see if we can get it done. And if it gets done, remember what you heard it here first. But I do have one issue with BDOT. Got to bring this up. I do have one very, 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 very big issue with BDOT. Recent reports on URL TV news, Anwar interviewed BDOT, the god, and he felt the need to ask him a very specific question. He said, how do you think Hitman Holla would fare out in this COVID setting? Let's listen here to this clip. Of BI answering Anwar's question. It's but at least 80 to 90 percent, you know what I'm saying? His bars is performance based and uh, his conviction and his, you know, just his whole aura is a big stage superstar type type of aura, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I don't want to say nothing to take nothing away from him, but this is a different environment, bro. This is really for like the the pin pin, the writer writers, you feel me? So I don't know. We we would have to see what he do, but off the top of my head, I probably think like this ain't this ain't his environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to ask all you guys first. Do you guys think Hitman Holla could adapt in the bubble or slash COVID setting? Because I have a very 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 big issue with what was said there. Leave Hitman alone, says four time. Hitman whooped on Over and Arsenal. Hitman would 
spark in a COVID setting. It gets worse. Hitman body females in the hallway. No small rooms are a thing. No crowds is different. Hitman battle sugar in front of 50 people. <laughs> G4, that was more than 50 people. They don't do that. Um, Bossman says, can he still use show out? Hitman says, Hitman don't have to come back to this. It's his opinion. Plus, it might get him the battle. Look, look, he, I'm a, he's entitled to his opinion. But I'm just kind of confused by it because, all right, let's break this down a little bit, right? Hitman Holla. I'm not even going to go down the accolades, none of that, because all of us kind of irrelevant to the COVID setting. But this is really important to point out. The top 15 highest view URL battles, Hitman Holla has six battles in the top 15. Two of them in 2012, two in, uh, one in 2010, one in 2013, one in 2014, and one in 2017. You know what that means? That means even in 2017, he didn't peak. He still kept elevating. Against K-Shine, who he was an underdog against, by the way, he had a, a magnificent performance. He had a magnificent angle against K-Shine. He was chain-punching, rebuttaling. Against Tayrock did the exact same thing. Against Book Collector did the exact same thing. And that's even a smaller environment. So guess what? There is a, there's a solid sample size that, uh, that Hitman Holla improve this skill set over time in fact he actually might be a better battle rapper now than he was back then and sure i get it maybe he's not rapidly rap but angles are so lucrative in this in the COVID setting angles are so powerful in this era is there a more elite angler than hitman holla like did we see what he did to arsenal what he did to john john what he did to verb what he did to surf even though surf probably won that battle he still had he still did his numbers against surf what he did to k shine Bill Collector, like Hitman Holla's strength is angling. So somebody who has great conviction, great delivery, is now punching, has gotten more lyrical, is an elite level angler. How can they not adapt? I don't understand this. I love Lou Castro. I think he's the most improved battle rapper 2020. Lou Castro doing well in the bubble, but Hitman Holla can't? I don't, I, I, I don't get that. And I get it, right? Hitman uh, B-Dot believes that the bubble belongs to the pen guys. But there's a solid sample size of pen guys losing in the bubble too. Luke Castro beat Kid Chaos in the first round. And Kid Chaos is probably better than Luke Castro right now today. JC lost to Loso, and Loso's closer to a performer than he is a lyricist. Alright? There's a lot of people that just because they have a pen doesn't mean they're gonna win in this environment. Don't don't do that, CJC. We're not doing that. Don't do that. Hitman Holla started in the small rooms. Uh, well, the thing about starting in the small rooms, he was in small rooms because there was no big stages. So that's, that's, I can't necessarily use that to his argument, but my argument is all of the skill sets that we've seen that have been successful in the bubble, Hitman Holla possesses. Hitman Holla is an all-time great. Why do you, why would we think he doesn't have a chance? And you know what? Verb has been in the bubble three times and he's been declining since each performance. But at the very least, his bubble debut against Geechee was a good battle. Goods' bubble's debut against Geechee was a good battle. So we're going to sit here and say Verb and Goods can do great in the bubble, but Hitman Holla can't? Uh, I just don't get the logic. Look, you know, Bill Collector, honestly, Bill Collector's first battle in the bubble wasn't good. Bill Collector versus Glue Easy was not a good battle. It's not a good battle. It took him a couple battles to get better. I don't consider Verb a pen guy that he wants to be. That's fair. That's that's your opinion. That's fair. Music by Wayne. 
Bill Collector arguably killed Hitman in their battle? No, he didn't. You can say Bill won, but you cannot say that Hitman did not do his numbers. Vice versa. If you have Hitman winning, you can't say that Bill got killed. They both put on a spectacular battle of a grudge match from eight years later that met its expectations, and they both were counterwriting and chain-punching, and it was, a, it was a masterpiece. That battle was a classic. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to say that anybody got killed in that battle. Is Bill versus T-Top considered a bubble? Probably not, because that was prior to COVID, and there was a whole audience for that. But, I mean, I'm talking no audience, just you and your opponent, and probably Smack. JC wasn't bad, he just lost. Look, all I'm saying is just because you have a pen doesn't necessarily guarantee you a win, all right? Matter of fact, Rum Nitty. We love Rum Nitty here, right? We all love Rum Nitty. Greatest puncher of all time, right? His first COVID battle was against BDOT. How'd that turn out? <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, there is a solid sample size of people that you would think do better in a small room that have lost so far in the COVID era. So there's all I'm saying is you can't look at Hitman and say, I don't know if he could do it in this era. Alright, you guys keep doing that. And Hitman's like Jordan, bro. Hold on, let me see if I get the Jordan crying face up here, man. Where, where's that shit at? Do I have it here? Do I have it handy? Nah, I don't think I have it. You guys lucked out today. Hitman's like Jordan, alright? This guy, you, you give him any reason to get motivated, and he will get motivated, alright? So everybody in the chat that does not believe in Hitman coming back, which I've seen everybody been pro-Hitman in the bubble. That's good. Um, Hitman will do his numbers in this setting. Hitman likes to prove you wrong heavy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he does. A pen doesn't guarantee you a win in the COVID area. You need the complete package. I agree. Um, in that case, what do you think about Hitman and Mook? I love Hitman and Mook. That's elite level battle rap. I love that battle. Hitman would lose to Mook Lux and many others. Guys, Loaded Lux is probably the best lyricist in this culture. And his bubble debut was not that great. Let's be honest. That's why people are so mad at Sue Surf. Because they have not seen a Loaded Lux look so vulnerable and ended up winning a battle. You put anybody else in front of Lux that night, we Lux's legacy might be a little altered now. If you put DNA in front of that Lux, you put Av in front of that Lux, you put Geechee in front of that Lux, you put Danny, you put Danny Myers in front of the Lux to battle Surf. Lord have mercy. Where's Tata, man? Lord have mercy if Danny Myers was to battle that loaded Lux that night. Uh. Dominic, uh, Dominic, he says, France, to be fair, when your opponent is bad, what do you expect? Yeah, I, that's a fair point. When your opponent's kind of, like, not doing good, you kind of play to their level, you know? But, I mean, his energy wasn't there to begin with, so I don't know, man. Like, he was very vulnerable that night. That's all I'm saying. Very, very, very vulnerable. You know? I don't think we'll see Loda Lux that vulnerable ever again. I think he's going to improve moving forward. But all I'm saying is that one time, boy. A lot of people have surpassed that. Kick Chaos has had better performances in the bubble. Chilla Jones had better performances in the bubble. Uh, the list goes on. A lot of people have outperformed Loaded Lux so far in the bubble. Granted, the sample size is just one battle, so you can kill me for that. But the, the statement is not inaccurate.
which brings me to my next point. I want to talk a little bit about Loaded Lux. Loaded Lux. Is he coming outside? He got called out three times on Volume 7 by three people that are excelling right now. In fact, if you were to power rank battle rappers today, Chilla Jones, Danny Myers, and DNA are in your top three. You pick the order. But they're in your top three. No lower than top five. You know what I'm saying? I actually want to ask all you guys. DNA, Danny Myers, Chilla Jones. They all call out Loaded Lux. You have to pick one of those guys to battle Lux. Who are you picking? Dominique says Chilla. Admin says DNA. Bagel says Danny. Uh, Junior says DNA. CP03 says Gary. Ghost says Chilla. Tata says Danny. Coquesto says Chilla clear. Susa's lawyer says kill me. But none of those excite me at this point. That's fair. That's fair, Susa's lawyer. But I didn't ask if it excited you. I asked who would you pick out of the three. Dale Simmons says Danny. M4 says Danny. Music by Wayne says Danny. It's a lot of Dannys. Danny has a very solid chance of getting loaded Lux. Like, it's, it's very possible. Danny, uh, DNA, better backstory. Four times says DNA. Uh, Adamus says Chilla or Danny. Bagel says Danny or Day. Susan Floyer says DNA. Look, there's, there's a nice little fluctuation in names. Um... A little bit of a history lesson for those that may know this or those that may not know this. Fun fact. Summer Madness 2, when Loaded Lux is going to make his debut, before picking Calico, DNA was one of the names offered to battle Loaded Lux. It was DNA, Conceited, Hollow, but Hollow was was in jail at the time. Hollow was locked up, so he couldn't do the battle. But then eventually it ended up being Calico. So just think to yourself that DNA probably could have stood in Loaded Lux it could have stood in front of that casket, that suit, the performance uh, nine years ago. DNA would have died. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure anybody would have that night. Have you really seen anybody try barking on Lux? That's a good point. I don't think it, I don't think it's really happened. Maybe like Hollow when he's screaming at his face, but Hollow's voice is so raspy. Like, is that really barking? DNA would have died, but Gary, it's a different story. Oh, my goodness. Arsenal did. That's a good point. Arsenal did. I'm kind of I'm kind of upset that didn't come to my mind right away. That battle was very forgettable. That In fact, that battle didn't even sell out the venue. Like, once, once Loaded Lux no longer sold out a venue, I knew something was up. Who was Gary, says Four Time? Class, would you like to enlighten Four Time who Gary is? Dominique says, Arsenal Lux are friends, though. Yeah, it was a friendly battle. Definitely not one of my favorite Lux battles. Dominique says, can you explain Gary? Class, please, everybody, who the people who don't know who Gary is, please tell the people who Gary is, all right? Look, this this is Gary, all right? This is Gary. All right, there, there, there goes your Gary. Perfect. The chat's blocked. Can't see none of the messages. All you can see is Gary. <laughs> no, but I, I I mean I do want to see Lord Lux come out uh, come outside. 
Um, honestly, if I had to pick one of the three, DNA is most deserving. But stylistically, Chilla Jones and Lux will probably be the best f- trade-off. But one thing about Chilla, like, I love his his high IQ, how smart he is, how well-rounded he is as a battle rapper. But the passive aggressiveness, I don't feel like it'll motivate Lux. Like, Lux kind of needs that competitor that's going to be like, yo, come outside. And DNA is that guy that's going to, like, push your buttons. It's going to call you out. It's going to tell you to come outside. It's going to question your legacy. It's going to downplay everything you've done. It's going to criticize you, all right? DNA is the guy that will push Lux to that next level. But I really want to see Chilla get that dance, too. So I'm kind of stuck there. I'm not mad at Danny and Lux. I'm not mad at it, believe it or not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. DNA could get Lux, especially with a few promos. Danny versus Tay Rock. Chilla can talk shit when it's time to. Chilla consistently sells himself short by being nice all the time. Suicide Floyer, that's a very, very, very good point. Um, in fact, they were killing Chilla Jones for calling out Kid Chaos, which I think was which is kind of a little ridiculous. Because, let's just be honest, Chilla Jones knows where the smoke is at, right? Where there is fire, there's smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire. However the phrase goes. And he knows where the warriors and the competition is, all right? Let's, let's, let's be honest. How much longer do we need to keep convincing ourselves we need big name matches? We just had Tay Rock and Averb headline Volume 7. Two of the most accomplished guys on URL, period, right? They probably had the fourth worst main event in URL history. Next to Lux, uh, next to uh, Mook and Iron, next to Hitman and Hollow, next to Lux and Surf, and then Tay Rock and Verb. Like, that, that's where that goes, all right? That battle is in that conversation. In fact, Verb had two rounds where he spent two minutes and 50 seconds. Verb tapped into his inner Big K. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was remarkable. So... You know, I've said it on Saturday, and I'm not I'm not double backing. Kid Chaos is currently better than Aver right now. So, like, if Chilla and Aver battle, and Chilla and Kid Chaos battle, who who we know which battle sells more tickets, even though there's no tickets to sell. We know which battle headlines the card. But what's the better piece of content right now? Do we care about the politics, or do we want good battles? I want good battles. I'm okay with all the politics being put aside, right? Because they don't have to worry about selling out a venue, uh, getting this place, packing out a brand new market, another city they're, they're traveling to. We don't got to worry about none of that. This is the opportunity to create the best style matchups. That's why T-Top and Easy battled. I love Easy the Black Captain. Love Easy the Black Captain. Can we be honest? The Easy did. The Easy really deserve the T-Top shot yet? All he did was this battle in his tournament. Beat be the vet, beat Danny, but T Top's the top tier. Like, like we probably said, oh snap, he's getting T Top. That's a great look. We were so happy for him because T Top sped his process up. But as far as what he was doing, he probably could have got another couple of battles before getting T Top. But T Top said, "This is a good style matchup. Let's get it out the way. Let's get let's get it popping." T Top avoided politics because if T Top said Easy needs one or two more battles, we wouldn't contest that. Nobody would contest that. But instead, he said, fuck the politics. I just want a good battle. So I'm saying here, fuck the politics. I just want a good battle. Kick Chaos and Chilla Jones, sign me up. Inject that in my veins. That's a good battle. 
right, let's read some of these messages. Four times says he deserve he deserved easy easy has been battling for years, uh, and he smoked the bear. Easy set himself apart, so he skipped the line because of that. I agree, music Wayne, but you said it. Skip the line. Meaning, if you had to wait in line, he still could have been waiting in line. He skipped the line. T-Top avoided politics versus Geechee. T-Top wants A-Ward. He's in the business of competing. Hello. Thank you, Chad Admin. Somebody will probably make A-Ward make, uh, would try to make A-Ward go through hurdles. But instead, they might give A-Ward a top tier for his URL debut. That's incredible. Um... Never know when you're called to action. They got set up after Twerk's return, injecting your veins. You, listen, man, you, you we need it, all right? We need it, CJ. Um, let's keep reading the messages. Outspoken 86 says he took easy to get swamp second. <laughs> That's funny. Eventually, you're going to stop injecting stuff, says Dale Simmons. Never, never will, never will I ever stop. Uh, Kit Chaos brings uh, Battle of the Night every performance. A-Wards needs twerk. I agree with that. Let's be real. If we're talking rap, A-Ward is dangerous. Yes, he is. When is URL going to stop fucking around and get A-Ward? It's a good question. Very good question. Casey Smoke Swamp. A-Ward versus Danger Zone. The list goes on and on and on. Matter of fact, I'll give you guys a great example. I love Real Sick, right? I love Real Sick. Y'all know he's my favorite rookie. On paper... After Ultimate Madness, he didn't do anything in the league, per se, to get Chilla Jones. But Chilla Jones damn near risked his Champion of the Year campaign, came down, and had a classic with a rookie. Chilla Jones could have easily said, eh, I'm good. I want the big dogs. And he deserves the big dogs, no? He deserves the Tay Rocks. He deserves the A-Verbs. He deserves, he deserves these names. But nah. He did not care for the politics. He's a warrior. He's here for he's here for competitive battles and good content. So you gotta respect that. And it's things like that why people like Chilla Jones might get the head nod to be champion of the year over somebody like K Shine. K Shine said, "Give me E Heart," and that was a one sided battle. Give me Pat Stay, one of the most disappointing battles of twenty twenty. I guarantee you, K Shine battles Fonz. By the way, Fonz called out K Shine after won the tournament, never got it. I bet you if Kayshawn and Fonz battle, that battle would be better than almost every battle he had that year. It'd be better than him in Clips. It'd be better than him in Pat Stay. It'd be better than him in E-Heart. Kayshawn and Fonz would be better than all three of those battles. But on paper, it's not bigger than any of those battles. So at some point, they need to kind of put politics aside and just, just realize styles make fights right here. A-Ward needs a, uh, a top, top name. Rosick versus Mike P needs to happen. I agree. We've never seen a Carolina's beef swamp and T-Top. Needs to make it happen. Facts, France, make the matches, no politics. Listen, if there, was ever, if there was ever a time to cut the politics and just get to the match, it's now. It's now in the COVID era. Verbal Rock will go down as one of the most disappointing battles of 2021. No, Bagels. It'll go down as one of the most disappointing battles of the century. Not just the year, the century. All right, guys, let's close out this tip. Let's close out with this last topic because we got URL. They're going to have their recap show at 8 o'clock. Um, DNA. Um, I'm projecting here DNA might have one of the greatest years of his career. And I know that sounds crazy because this guy is 150 battles deep. Um, 
I can't even start to list all the accolades he has. At some point, I don't even know where his peak hits because against Mickey Fax, he hit a new level. Now he's no Gunbar DNA, and everybody loves this version of him. But just think for a second. This guy battled Gichigari and Av in two weeks and had two weeks to prepare for both of them because the battles got locked in in short notice, and he arguably beat them both. In my opinion, he beat Av clearer than Gichi. But Gichi and Av in two weeks? Bro, that's spooky. That's extremely spooky, bro. This is also a guy that has no problem coming down to battle lower tier. So, you know, he will definitely take anybody in, in, in the rear view right now. He wants a Mook in the Lux. So, imagine if DNA comes down, battles somebody at a lower tier right now, and then battles a Lux and a Mook at another top tier name. Bruh, uh, we might be looking at the best DNA year of his career ever. It's very possible. Respectfully, DNA has def has de oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Vixen whooped his ass, woke him up. Yeah, she did. Spooky as fuck. Who can he battle to make that case? I agree. He might be the real champ for real, for real. We didn't know Av's name before Fonz. Uh, G4 says he didn't beat Geechee, though, but salutes to DNA. Hey, listen, that's I'm not mad at you having Geechee, but battling Geechee and Av in two weeks and not clearly losing to either of those two fellas, man, hats off to DNA. That's a tough assignment for anybody. Chilla Jones whooping shine might wake him up. I don't like that DNA keeps saying rewatch his battle with Vixen like she didn't win. That's fair, Tata. But he he kind of he he wears the L. He knows what's up. Fun fact, fun fact, guys. Remember when I said earlier that K Shine kind of knew he might have lost to Chilla Jones, so he avoided the media and did an interview with Vixen on on his. Um, he did an interview with Chilla Jones on his channel. DNA did the exact same thing with Vixen. DNA said, "Vixen, let's do this interview. Let's put it on my channel." It's almost like the perfect damage control strategy. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. K-Shine and DNA know what they're doing. Yeah, they definitely do. They definitely do. I want to close the show like this, guys. I'll ask one last question before we head on over to the URL channel for their recap show. I was having a real interesting debate amongst the LTBR team, and this is a real interesting question. I was kind of stuck. What do you think holds more value as far as an accomplishment? DNA arguably beating Geechee and Av in two weeks or Chilla Jones 30 and K-Shine? They said Chilla. They said Chilla. Chilla, Chilla, Dirty and Shine. DNA. Chilla, Dirty and K-Shine. Chilla, DNA. Okay, I'm seeing some DNAs. Chilla, Chilla, Chilla. <sighs> DNA. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, I, I think they're both phenomenal features. And they're both very difficult assignments. So, like, I'm not going to downplay one or the other when I, if I pick one. Um... But I just think it's so crazy that both these guys did that. Like, battling Geechee and Av back-to-back, -back, I don't think it's even ever been done. And beating K-Shine of that magnitude it's probably hasn't been done in a very long time. So, those are two very interesting accomplishments. Um, if we're power ranking 2021, those guys are in your top three right now. Or in your top five at the very least. Four years almost. Big fact, Mike. All right, guys. That's all the time we have for today, man. Uh, LTBR at night. 
It was a pleasure chopping up with all you guys, man. It was a fun broadcast. I got to get my rants off. We got to talk to you guys about some of the biggest takeaways and reports over the weekend. Let's head over to the URL channel. Uh, Henny Man will be hosting tonight's show, recapping uh, Volume 7 with all the battlers. You know how that goes. So I'll see all you guys tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m., LTBR, daily Eastern Standard Time with CeCe. We'll be back hitting tomorrow morning. All right, y'all. Pleasure rocking with you guys. LTBR belongs to the people. Without you guys, we wouldn't be who we are. Salute to everybody.